Hey, City Church, this is City Church Together for Wednesday, July 1st. Today we are continuing in our Stories of Life series with the second part of Tracy's story. And in this part, he details life after coming to Christ and how the gospel story is still forming him. And so here is Elisha Lawrence to help us kick off part two. There's a general idea that I've been been thinking about a lot when I think about um, how God tends to tends to work. Obviously, we know the gospel is the message that we are saved by, but it's also the message that we're sanctified by. Like it never stops. And um, so I think it might be helpful. You know, you were mentioning things that you were doing, smoking, cussing, drinking, that type of stuff, which, you know, all sin is bad. It's not like, oh, well, you know, if you were just lying or if you were just, it's like everybody comes to Christ at a point where we are not, where, where there's all kinds of parts of our lives that are not submitted to God. Uh, so um, what did that look like for you? Uh, you know, just, I guess, the the next couple years or however you want to think about um the, the general idea of it's like, okay, um, did, I guess, like what, what changed from then on, uh, both like in terms of your own desires and the types of things that like your, your own character, uh, but also just what were the types of things that, that were being, I guess, like poured into you that helped you change? Uh, it's crazy. I was actually talking to my brothers the other day on Marco Polo about it. Um, I think for me, after I, after I became a Christian, right after I gave my life to Christ, um, I still had the desire to want to do those things. I still had the desire to, you know, want to go do, do what Tracy wants to do. Basically. I still had those desires. Um, but over time, you know, I messed up. Of course, everybody does. Uh, but over time, what? And I didn't even realize it in the moment. I've only realized it as I've looked back at my life. Um, over time, I was praying like, God, I want to desire you. And that was only be, that like that prayer in and of itself was only being poured into me by um, the people who are discipling me, like you and the other people on staff and the church of desiring God. And like, even though in the moment, I didn't even know what that looked like, but I was just praying. And I was just like, God, I want to desire you. Um, so change my desires. Um, and so uh, as I, as I prayed that, I didn't even realize it. Like I said, in the moment, but over time, really God changed my desires because it wasn't that I sat and thought, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do these things anymore. Um, and I forced like the change upon myself. Honestly, it was the Holy spirit because I, I never decided that, Hey, I don't want to desire these things anymore. It just, God changed it over time. I no longer desired them. Um, and so in a lot of ways, my growth is hundred percent on Christ. Like it's a hundred percent on the Holy spirit because, um, if it hadn't been for the fact that God had put it in my heart to just pray for it, to desire him, I, my desires probably wouldn't have changed because I can't do it myself. And so over time through, um, uh, like I said, the people who were discipling me through the church, I, the Holy Spirit worked in my heart and changed my desires because 
like I said, it wasn't my situation because my situations really didn't change. Um, but my desires definitely changed. And that was only because of the Holy Spirit working in my heart. That's awesome, man. That's super helpful. Um, yeah, yeah. How did, so I think for, I'm just curious too, like how did your, um, or maybe a better way to put it is, we talk about spiritual habits a lot at City Church. Um, and we say that those have the power to transform, uh, that God uses, that those are instruments that he tends to use. Just what what role do you feel like spiritual habits have played in your changing your growth? Uh, I mean, they've been quintessential. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, I think about earlier in my walk when I first came to Christ, how, you know, in that initial moment, like the next month, it's like, I'm on fire. Like I'm, I'm reading no problem every morning. I'm praying every morning. I'm praying before I go to bed for like the next month. And then eventually, you know, that fire, that zeal, it dies off after I've just come to Christ. I've been doing it for a month or so. It's like that desire died off. And with that, I stopped, you know what I'm saying? I stopped reading so often. I stopped praying as often as I had. And I, I realized a change in my life. I realized, you know, sliding back into old ways. I realized it being easier to be tempted and, and giving into temptation easier because I wasn't um, practicing those spiritual habits. And honestly, dude, that was like, that wasn't even for like a couple months. That was like a year, two years. Now I was just like, I wasn't practicing spiritual ha- habits and I wasn't cultivating my life in God's word. And so over time, it's just like, I was, I would say I was definitely still a Christian. I just wasn't doing a lot of growing. I wasn't growing much because I wasn't spending time with God. Um, and so like after, after that time and really the deeper, the more involved I got with city church is the more that I grew. The more I got involved with the church is, is how I grew in a lot of ways because realizing that the lack of growth that I had was due to the lack of time spent with Lord. Um, as I realized that and, and repicking those spiritual habits back up, repicking up the Bible and reading consistently, even when I don't feel like it. Because uh, I was like, you know, I read whenever I feel like it. Like if I feel like I, I need God or if I feel like, you know, I get some random spiritual high, that's when I read. But then outside of when I'm feeling it, I put it down. I don't use it. Um, but getting that spiritual habit going where it's like I'm reading regardless of how I feel. I'm re- I'm reading regardless of my circumstance. That's what's really helped me grow and practicing those spiritual habits of reading, of prayer. And, you know, even now they're still not, you know, concrete, solid. Like I just am killing it all the time, but the, the, the habitualness of it, the, okay, I, I know that this is something that I'm doing today. And it's not even, there are times where it's like, okay, I, I have to do this to get it checked off. But a lot of times I've, I've, I've realized over time that it's grown into a, I want to do this because I love the Lord. Like I want to do this because I know what God can do through this. I, I want to do this because I want, I want God to work in my life. And I know that that's not going to happen if I'm not spending time with him. Uh, so really it just took over time building those spiritual habits is, is a lot of ways in, in which how I've grown. That's awesome, man. That's super, super helpful. Um, well, I think last question on the, on for city equipped type stuff that I thought was pretty helpful for people is just how did your love and appreciation for the church develop? Uh, so 
uh, when I came to Christ, <laughs> it's actually interesting, man. When I came to Christ, uh, I actually didn't really like City Church. Like even even beforehand, I just growing up, like I said, I went to church all the time, and I was in majority black churches. So like coming to City Church and it being majority white, I didn't like it. I didn't I didn't like the music. I didn't like any of it. I I just the only reason I was going is because as I as I became a Christian, right? The only reason that kept me going back was like, well, I know the person and the people who have brought me to Christ go here, so I got I'm, I need to keep going here, right? I need to be under them. But eventually, for me, my love and appreciation for City Church grew because of the people. Like it grew um, because I didn't, you know, God used City Church in a lot of ways to reveal a lot of prejudices in my heart like I was just like I don't want to be there because nobody looks like me and then in a lot of ways I I felt more love at City Church than I have at any church and that's not to say I went to bad churches that weren't doing well it's just the first place that I felt love like I felt appreciate like one time that really sticks out to me is and this is early on is like uh we were having it was, it was around Christmas time and um uh, I don't know who does decorations, but somebody decorated city church and they put up the cotton and it was like rare, like not rare, raw cotton. And for me, anytime I see raw cotton, it doesn't matter where it is. The only, the first thing I think about is slavery. And for me, I didn't want to walk into church and have to think about slavery, have to think about um, black people being slaves. And so I talked to Trevor about it. I was like, Hey, like, this is just how I feel. Like when I see this, in the next day, they like took it all down, which I wasn't expecting at all. But to see his love, he was like, he was like, look, like, I don't want you to feel that when you walk in here. And I, he was like, I was blind to it. I didn't know that, that that people would see that and feel that way. But thank you for saying that. And because you said it, we're taking it all down. Like, we're not, we're not going to have it up. And for me, like, that was, that was transformative. Like, to see a white person love me in the way that he did. It, it really grew my love for the church. And I, I love I love City Church anytime I, I talk to people. And even like being an African-American and talking to other black people, it's like, I'm not afraid to invite a black person to City Church. Like I'm not ashamed to do that. Although yes, like you'll come and yeah, you'll be a minority. Like you will be, but you won't, you won't uh, be loved less. You know what I'm saying? Like you won't, it won't feel that way unless you make it feel that way at City Church. Because in a lot of ways, even like as soon as you walk in the door, you're being greeted. You know, people are talking to you, people are loving on you. And, you know, you are, I am a minority at the church, but at the same time, I don't feel that way. I feel a part of a family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think through the love of the, of the staff, through the love of other people at the church, it has uh, grown my heart and my love for the church. Mm. That's awesome, man. That's super helpful. Um, yeah, I'm not sure to how to work. So this is this is beyond those those questions. That that's awesome, and there's plenty of stuff that I'll be able to use. That's that's helpful. Just I think will be very helpful for both students. So and the people at City Equip. So thanks. Um, I'm thinking about just for you as a as an African American. Um, you know, you shared a lot about what it's like and what it has been like at City Church. I, I kind of want to hear a little bit about what, not, and maybe it's City Church, maybe it's some other church down the road, like just, um, I guess I would say like, 
for as a as a black man um, in in our church, what would you say to we could we could first start with City Church? Um, why is it important uh, that we emphasize diversity? Why is it important that we uh, that we think about it, that we talk about it? Um, yeah, what what are your thoughts? Man, that's a it's actually a really deep question in a lot of ways. Um, emphasizing diversity, I think for one, it is super important uh, as a church for us to have an emphasis on diversity. And the reason I say that is because I think there are so many people. I mean, already you know we're like um being in um I'm forgetting my daggum workplace uh Bradley. At Bradley. Yeah, being at Bradley, uh, being at that school and being involved at Bradley Academy, uh, the majority, and it's a huge majority, is all minority, like the entire school. And so, like, for us as a church to be involved at that school and involved in the neighborhood surrounding us and not have an emphasis on diversity, it's backwards. Like, those things don't go together. And the importance of having that emphasis on diversity is a lot of times, man, and, and this is going to happen. I can't speak for all black people by no means, but a lot of times being an African-American, being black and coming to a church where the majority is white, you're going to feel different. You're going to feel outcast. And in a lot of ways to not see or not hear about people who care for your struggles, to not hear about people who are thinking of ways that you struggle just by being black, to, to not hear that for them is off-putting. And, and it makes, and it makes, you know, it, it's a barrier to Christ. It's a barrier to God in a lot of ways, just because people don't want to hear about, you know, your belief in a God who loves everybody when you don't love everybody, when you're not putting that emphasis out of, Hey, we want to know, you know, how are ways that, that you're hurting? What are ways that you're hurting just for being black and, and wanting to know that? And so like the, the importance of having an emphasis as a whole church on diversity is to um, evangelize to the people around us, to evangelize to that school. Uh, and I think in a lot of ways, recently, we've done a great job of that. Uh, and obviously, there's there's always room to grow. But, you know, Trevor's done a great job of uh, leading the staff in a way to emphasize diversity, um, especially being involved at Bradley. Uh, but I think as a church, we definitely can always grow. And in, in, in the way that we see how we're growing is by the diversity in our church. Uh, we can't control, you know, whether or not somebody stays in city church. You can't control whether or not, you know, somebody feels welcome in a lot of ways. But what we can control is how much we actually care or how much we love the people around us. And until we start to do that for everybody, regardless of race, there won't be diversity because mm. there are, there are good black churches around. So like it would be easier to go to a place where I feel more comfortable with all black people, um, which is, you know, it's not wrong, but at the same time, I, I don't, like I said, I don't feel ashamed. I don't feel, like afraid to invite black people to our church um but we have to have the emphasis on diversity and it's not like a it's not like a two-month three-month four-month sermon series 
and then we're done. Like, no, that's like, it has to be a culture, a culture of diversity in our church.